Come on kids, now gather round Grab a log and sit right down What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground It's the campfire shit show And now, your camp counselors Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo Greetings listeners, uh, that's Bo here uh, this week we've got a really great episode for you, and uh, I usually do these intros when we have a guest with Meryl, but on this occasion she's just written me to say that she's running a little bit late because uh, she needed to go through the Wendy's drive through um, So as she gets her junior bacon cheeseburger, I'm going to tell you that uh, our guest today, Walter Ford, is an American comedian, an actor, a podcaster, and a producer. He's most notably been seen on the Steve TV show on NBC and the Celebrity Dating Game on ABC. He's performed nationally as well as at major clubs such as the American Comedy Company, the Laugh Factory, and the Comedy Store in La Jolla. Today, we have the multi-talented Walter Ford with us. So without further ado, and to make sure that Meryl's got time to finish her Frosty, uh, let's get into the uh, sleeping bag with Walter Ford. Welcome, man. <laughs> what's going on oh we started i didn't even know it started we're starting oh we, are, oh, we started bad. 10 minutes ago i was yeah, recording that all oh okay um, well, hey. all those horrible things you were saying about people yeah exactly okay <laughs> wait, first off uh, the first question i have for you is when i saw you at the laugh factory you were yes. hilarious the Thank crowd you. loved you i loved you i appreciate that more than you can imagine because i didn't think that it was it, he called me that day two hours before that Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, "Hey, you, you busy? You try to do a show at the Laugh Factory?" I said, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> what? You were like, you were back home in Indiana, or so you're like, you flew home? No, no, no. Oh wait, say that again. No, I just mean I don't know. I'm just saying she was uh, making a joke. That, oh, yeah. you flew all the way out. At oh the last yeah, minute. yeah, exactly. I wish. Sale. Clearly, I wasn't on that night with, with these <laughs> jokes. I these wish hitting jokes. I um, uh, but now speaking of Indiana though, when I first like was decided I wanted to be a comedian, I was like. uh you know, you do like the reminiscent thing, like, oh, what's going to happen? The dream, the dreaming thing, not reminiscent, but dreaming. Oh, like, yeah, oh what's yeah. going to happen? And whoop, whoop. I used to watch um, the Laugh Factory's videos every every day. Really? And like, really? like, I'm going to be in front of that. And then, you know, I ended up and then being in the Laugh Factory. Yeah. 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 And Especially then... that day. So I was like, hell, girl, I'm going to do it. <laughs> You're like, I'll do anything. Oh, that was your first time at the Laugh Factory. <clears throat> that was my second time, oh, but my okay. first time was that Thursday. So that was the Sunday. Oh, okay. So my first time was like three days before that. <laughs> you just became a regular in one week there. Like. Yeah, exactly. You're like, my life is changing. And then you're like, you've never been to the Laugh Factory. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've been there since they had uh. And I remember, <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong, but throughout your set, I feel like you did a very <clears throat> athletic set where you, you, namely your yeah. knees, you have very like athletic knees where you were like squatting down and popping back up. And I was like, oh, my body could never. I've never heard about it. I feel like men don't think about their knees that much. So I never really... I feel like I just move a lot. I, I'm real yeah. physical. Yeah, you were very physical. And but I, I feel like, like women notice like, oh, fuck, he can, he can get down and get up that fast. Did like, people uh, say that to you? No. I mean, well, I not the knees part. Well, one person just did. <laughs> yeah, not the knees part, but the the but, but, physical. Like, like the physical comedian. Yeah. Like, you're a real physical comedian. That's so Some funny. JB Smooth type shit. Like, I, I think guess. it's because as women, we're constantly like, not to put us back 300 years but as we do laundry and bake pies our backs are hurting and dance <laughs> and, and dance, dance. a lot right. of women's dances is knees yeah, and, you yeah. Know, that's it. true basically you know. i just need some ligament recommendations but, <laughs> but yeah well, i saw you and you were great and then i'm like i want to have you on the show because i feel like even though you were great the night that i saw you i'm sure you have some shit show moments where you weren't 
the Walter that oh, I saw. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Yeah, and then I was like, Walter who? No, we're not having him on the podcast. <laughs> and then I killed Bo, and now it's his replacement. Yeah, this is, I'm a replicant. Oh, um, oh you know how they cloning people? You yeah. the clone. Yeah, like they did Gucci. Welcome to the, the future. <laughs> Welcome to the future. Um, so, okay, so let's ask some questions. Mm-hmm. I, wanna, I, I do want to know. Like, yes. We like to go through a little bit like, who the fuck are you? Where yeah. did you come from? Where the fuck am I Where from? are you now? Okay. So, uh, so you're a comedian. I do stand-up comedy. I'm a comedian. Yes. And where did you start? Um, I'm from Gary, Indiana, but I started in Muncie, Indiana. Muncie? There's a big difference yes. between the two. Yes. How, how do you describe Muncie? Um, when you look on the map, it's right between butt, fuck, and nowhere. <laughs> Dead in the center of that shit. <laughs> okay, you would describe it as very hick town. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's cool. All the black people are within like four blocks. Um. <laughs> It's interesting because you would see like a, the most gangster dude ever. He got like tele tattoos. He got a gun probably on him. Yeah. And he'd be standing right next to a farmer with some overalls on. That's amazing. And they both in line at Burger King. So he, <laughs> <laughs> they exist together. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. So <laughs> it was an interesting place. In Indiana, the Midwest is interesting, but Muncie's very. Yeah. But, um,. It's a it's a college town. So oh, okay. Muncie is about I think eighty thousand, hundred thousand people. Eighty thousand people. The college is like fifty thousand people. Oh, so yeah. it's like that. Oh yeah. my gosh, forty thousand so, people is that. So during the so summer, like the town is just feels ghost empty. town. Yeah, ghost town. Like yeah, ghost half town. and half. My college town. I went to Bowling Green. State oh, you went to Bowling Green? Yeah, bro, we used to go get y'all. I forgot you from Indiana, uh, Ohio. You yeah, said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. 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 We had, we used to go against y'all. I yeah. know about Bowling Green. I I'm actually sorry. went to Bowling Green. I'm sorry you guys One lost. Time. I'm sorry you guys lost. <laughs> no, I actually don't care about sports at all. But I, I at believe all, it. At all. I don't even know what sport you guys were talking about, I it's guess. Football. football. We, were, we okay. were just watching. We were just talking about the, 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 a sport. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went sports in general. In some sport. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was the same conference. They was all. Yeah. Our, our schools were uh, D1, but okay, so in college, in like the way schools are set up, they have like um uh, leagues oh and then God. it's like oh if God. you're in this so league sorry. you're good in this league you're trash our league was trash is what I'm oh. saying oh really yeah I was just gonna stop you and be like I'm sorry we don't care oh yeah I know I, I was just making it simple I was making it simple <laughs> and then we I went to we S- were in a trash league that's okay. what I'm saying I went to Syracuse which one was that Syracuse is I in basketball that's I right. oh yeah they, they like I remember oh so you are a sports guy a little bit. I'm not. Fan. I'm not the most. I mean, only a few. Only the ones I'm interested in. Let me say that. And I like the teams that aren't where I'm at. So I like the weird teams. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm a Phoenix Suns fan, a Philadelphia Eagles fan, but I'm from Indiana and never been to those places. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like an A League, like you like the Montgomery Biscuits. Oh yeah, some exactly. Like some random <laughs> Montgomery Biscuits. That's a real sports team. And if, <laughs> listener, if you can go and look it up, Google Montgomery Biscuits logo. It's the dumbest thing. It's just a buttered biscuit with really? eyes. With eyes. How do you know it's buttered? It's fire. It's just oh, you can. No, it looks good. buttered. Yeah, no, really? it's, a buttered. <laughs> it's a buttered biscuit. Trust me. That's like the uh, Indiana got a team. It's called the Fort Wayne Ten Caps or <laughs> yeah, ants Ten Caps. Tin caps, something like that. It's yeah. an apple with a fucking pot on its head, <laughs> and that's a, like they that's like they baseball team or something like I that. I want to know the person <laughs> who just said, you know, this is what we should be. We should be the biscuits. Yeah, it's like, yes. <laughs> <the> hell, why? <laughs> what even, that's not even like if I'm going up against a team, the. Uh, you don't want to I know that I'm going to be. He definitely had diabetes yeah. and was like, this yeah. is the fuck I want my team to be. It's just Wilford Brimley like, yeah. here's my team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. So, yeah, I'm from Indiana. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I started in Muncie, but fuck nowhere. That's that's crazy. In college. And so you moved out to California, started hitting the circuit out here. Yeah, so I did com- I did comedy in Indiana for a year. I started in Muncie um, and uh, kind of made some friends. 
and I did it for a year, and then I listened to a book called Think and Grow Rich. Yes. Mm. And then I sold all the shit I owned because I figured to be the next best comedian in the world to help my mother who had bipolar and schizophrenia and to take care of my daughter, I needed to um, get custody of my daughter, which is a whole different subject. But I um, needed to be the next best comedian in the world, and I sold all the shit I owned, and then I moved here. Nice. Whoa. Like two months after that, three months after that. Oh, that's crazy. That book <laughs> is all about, too, like – surrounding yourself with good people as we talked mm-hmm. about before off air yeah. where it was like yeah you want to make sure that you're around people with like a wealth mindset that doesn't yeah. always mean money right yeah no 100 percent. and i was at like you know how we all been like in our lowest part of our life or whatever so i was yeah. like at that point like i was at that yeah. point, and i listened to the book and i was like oh shit this is like a whole different universe and then like i yeah and i just was like i'm gonna just go all or nothing because i never did that in my life before so that's awesome and yeah, we've been here since then. So I did like the whole homeless thing for a minute, or like I, w- I was staying at hostels. I always had jobs, but like really, you know, hostels so like, here. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I stayed Ocean at Beach every hostel. I stayed at every really? hostel Dang. in San Diego. You can only stay there for two weeks at a time because of the the squatting laws. Oh. So they only let you there for two weeks at a time. So you gotta like rotate between them. So I've been at all them bitches, and I'm then I s- stepped on the beach one time. That shit was not the move. Really, <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like music playing, like women around, like a fucking. You know what I'm saying? It was like homeless niggas with knives and shit. It was like cold as fuck. It was like you're, you're still holding the thinking Grow Rich book to like yeah, as like an umbrella. Yeah, that shit was not the move. I said fuck. Whoa, that's insane. it's like the California dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think artists, uh, well, at least character artists. Um, it's very similar because I have a lot of people I've known in the character world who have lived out of their cars. Just yeah, straight up yeah, lived yeah. out of their cars, yeah. been homeless a little bit, just to the fair circuit and just moving to town to town. It's that's like, fire. I know about the uh, fair circuit. I work. I worked at the fair in geez. San Diego, so I learned about the fair circuit. That's a wild, <clears throat> wild lifestyle, I think. Yeah, no, it's like the new, it's like the, the carny or circus circuit yeah. almost. Like yeah. It's like the same people and they like yeah. live that life. It's weird. It's interesting. So I, could, I personally could maybe, not do it. Maybe, no, yeah. I'm, I'm very privileged Someone be to fucking say, their like, cousins. Yeah, It'd be weird. I'm like, this is like Indiana. It's around me home. No. <laughs> so then do you feel like during that time, were you always still like the eye on the prize of I just want to do comedy or were you like starting to give up hope? I, both. So I've only, I quit twice. Like, and I like in my brain, I was like, I'm done with comedy. I, fuck this. Like, I'll never forget it. Like, I was walking down, uh, it's like Carwell, Carwell Boulevard, like right before you get to Montezuma, it's like a three, four mile walk. It's yeah. just, and it was like 100 degrees. And I had all my clothes in a bag. And I was like, you know what, man? I don't think this shit worth it, fam. I don't know if I'm a. And I didn't know I was going to stay at that day or, you know, really? like the whole situation. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, I'm a dude. And it, ironically, I listened to Kevin Hart book. Like, um, life lessons. You can't make this, you can't make this shit up or something like yeah. that. And, um, yeah, I was like, you know what? I think I can do this from listening to his book, and that shit inspired the fuck out of me. Really? Sounds like, sounds like you need a book, man. Every yeah, time I know. Just you know. pick up a fucking book. I, know, I hope you belong to a library. I know, right? I know. Maybe but also, should. my daughter and my mother were my motivating factors, too, so I don't want to leave that out. It yeah. wasn't just yeah. Kevin Hart. Like, You're like, thanks yeah. to Kevin Hart. It wasn't just Kevin Hart, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Napoleon it was Kevin Hart. Yeah. No. And, then, and then this might be too personal, but no, did yeah, it no, work out with your, your – do you have your daughter? I don't have her yet, no. but we're working on that. Okay, we're working on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she back in Indiana? She is in Indiana. So it's a situation. Reference. Yeah, just a situation misunderstanding with me and her mother, pretty much. That's understandable. So yeah, it's like yeah. Well, I, feel I like, like that. I like that because I can tell there's a much deeper story there. That we're not going to get into. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a misunderstanding. Oh, we just have a misunderstanding. Yeah. She thinks she's right, and I know she's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> like someone's misunderstanding. Not, but I, I think no, I, I, I used to. I mean, I I think 
uh, especially here in California, now that expenses are so high too, it's like people are just a few steps away from having that. And if they can't make rent or if they don't have a car payment or something, then it's oh, like yeah. anyone can be in that situation if they don't have like a family to crash with or friends. Yeah, and- yeah. And and the way my situation happened, I want to put it out there. To like, yeah. I had my ducks in a row. I just, not all my, uh, everybody else with didn't have all their ducks in a row. Mm. And, um, you know, and, and again, it was all my people that I love and my, Excuse me, I burped because we was eating. But uh, my friends and you know it was people I loved and my friends. They just not everybody is responsible, and you can't yeah. do all business with all your friends. Uh, well, so that's yeah. a very important thing to learn early on. Yeah, no, exactly. And not get in too deep in a major way, and then go, oh wait, I can't trust this person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was interesting. I will say that the person I'm talking about end up. It was one of my good friends end up passing away. So it was like oh. you know it got super deep. My really? shit became a lifetime movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, so. So do you still yeah. talk about that stuff? Because I think when I saw you, that wasn't in your set. Like that's I'm I'm learning now. Do you Not talk about yet. being? Not yet. I okay. am though. I am though. I'm kind of working on it. Right, working on. I'm working on an hour. That's kind of what I'm trying to get to. So, mm-hmm. so it's in there. It's gonna be in there. It's crazy to even think about <laughs> building an hour comedy special. To me, yeah, no, that, it's that crazy. Seems like when I see people doing it. It's just like. Can I put a gym out there that I learned from somebody? Yeah. Speaking of that, so her name is. Uh, I don't put her name out there, but she's she's a very prominent Seattle comic, and she taught me. Um, every hour is, and this is when I was like super green, like young, and I and I messed this relationship up because I did some other gym. If somebody that's established gives you um, advice and wants to help you, don't blow them up or be thirsty and be like, "Oh, help me change my life, please hit me up. I want to go on tour." Just don't do that. Oh. Yeah. So like I did that, she like never hit me up again. But really? Before that, she was giving me the gems. Yes, um, and she told me every hour is ten six minute bits, or, or excuse me, six ten minute bits. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Or two or um, four fifteen minute bits, or a combination of the two. Yeah. Mm. So all it is is you yeah. work on your yeah. bits ten minutes at a time, mm-hmm. and you have yeah. six of them. You got an hour. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And most, you know, and, and or 15 minute bits. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people have a 15 minute bit. So you got three 10 minute bits, two 15 minute bits. You got an hour. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so when you break it down and make it measurable, then it becomes way easier. Yeah. Definitely. That's kind of how I look at it. I just feel like the stamina that it requires <clears throat> to be able to talk in front of people for one hour. I get bored of, yeah. of everything. Like, I, I don't know, to me, like, even watching an hour of stand-up is really, really tough. Like, I don't really like really? watching anyone. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm I, weird like that. I, I don't know. I love, uh, maybe it's because I'm like, I'm like a, a geek. I'm like a nerd of comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like a nerd. Like, I watch, I read every book. Like, I watch every special of everybody. Like, I kind of research everybody. So, like, I, let me I, get your, let me get your opinion on the last Chappelle. Oh, that shit to me is genius. Okay, to me it's genius. But okay. I understand. I can understand the. Uh, so I got, I got a really good friend that was, that's in the LGBTQ community. Just this person is like my sister, okay. and and she's in the community. She's trans and everything, and she was there with with open for him not too long ago. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and like. She helped me understand, you know what I'm saying? Because as a, you know, especially like a black dude, like Mm -hmm. especially coming from. So I didn't tell you, but Gary is the where I'm from is the sixth most dangerous city in the United States. And also 92 to 98, it was like the number one homicide capital. Really? Yeah. So so you get a lot of good comedy from that. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, in in the the black culture and shit like um, gay, anything gay is like, you know, it's it's shunned or looked down upon or frowned upon. Sure. So so it was uh, eye opening you know, just having a friend like that, you know, that kind of, because it's, it's really at the end of the day, it's about understanding. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, I looked at it like people that were mad chose. I, I under I, I look at it like uh, people chose not to look every all the way into it, or um, not everything is for everybody. You know, yeah. that's well, also kind of how I look at for it. For sure, for sure. You know, if you don't like it, turn it off. Yeah. And I feel like as long as it doesn't have, I look, I'm really a, a person that's about intent. So he wasn't intentionally malicious. So if you don't like it, just turn it off. It's, it's unfortunate <clears throat> that you're not allowed to do that anymore, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's like if you say something, you're canceled. It can't just be like, we don't follow that person anymore. We don't do this. We, we have to have a strong opinion. And, it, and it's crazy because it's like a thousand people. And if one person don't like you, then it's like, I don't you. Everything else is over with. Right. And, and, but I, I also think that that's I think Dave Chappelle also with that showed that that's also not as powerful as we think it is. Because when I think it's really profound when he said Twitter isn't a real place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that was really profound because for the past since MySpace, yeah, we've been thinking social media is a real fucking place. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. in real life, like at yeah. least consciously, if even subconsciously, it's like fuck. This is a real thing and an entity and like internet bullying and like like I understand what's the Chris Rock joke? I think if we like log off or something. Is that Chris <laughs> Rock or something? Like log off. You get internet bullied. Like log off. That's funny. You know, uh, and yeah. I don't, and I don't want to sound mean. No, you know, no, I don't want to no. sound mean because sure. that then- that does sound mean to an extent. But like at the end of the day, you know. It you know it's 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 a it, it's a different reality. It's not reality reality. And yeah. I think Dave Chappelle showed that with that special too. Mm. Okay, I feel that way. I I feel I see that totally. And mm-hmm. I think the Twitter mob isn't as powerful as we think. And in times, it's almost more powerful in some ways. Where it's like you know everyone got mad about Chrissy Teigen for like one week, and then they petitioned Target. They basically said, if you don't take her line of dishware away, we're gonna like um, we're gonna what's uh what's the word when you boycott. like oh yeah boycott we're gonna boycott target and they did it they dropped her from their sponsorship and i feel like in some ways now companies like kowtow to it and just delete people or they're afraid drop to be sponsorship they're afraid because, to be quote unquote on the wrong side of history right yeah, yeah. but yeah. then if no one's standing up and going like hey okay she made this decision i don't know and, and i don't yeah, know that situation I, I think i got a very skewed view of that because i think that that's like uh it's like a misconstrued version of like black people's plight. They like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like, for example, like black people like, Hey, you do this or whatever. So you, we cancel you, whatever. And then like, uh, no offense about white women. I'm with you know what I'm saying? The worst. They stop right there. Kinda white okay. women. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, it's white yeah. men too. It's white men too. Cause at the end, white men have like most of the power or control of stuff, but like not, not just white women, but people in positions of power that happen to, you know, majority of them be white women or white men that um, take take one thing and then they'll exacerbate it. So, like, for example, we're like we all can agree, like it's bad to use the N word on somebody or like beat somebody up or like police brutality or something. So right. they'll take that or or be or, for example, take away from gay people or black people, gay people, you know, beat up gay people or abuse women or like misuse women or mm-hmm. like sexual abuse women and stuff. So they'll take that and then like be like. Uh, what? Well, I forgot what Chrissy Teigen did. It, um, it, they'll take something like really minuscule and yeah. then, and then apply it the same rules to it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? When it's not on the same level, absolutely. And like, you know yeah, like a hundred percent. I because I, I like forgot what she did, and she um, may have did something real bad, but I don't think it was like to the extent of like 
But it was something like she, she said one thing. Other people, like she, she told yeah. like so, another social media person to basically go kill themselves or whatever. Which, yeah, which when, I'm like, come on, haven't we when, all? Like, <laughs> but if you think about it, on the other end, she gets a million uh, threats a day. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah calling all kind of bitches and niggas yeah. and fucking, you know. So it's like I think you know. you're right. I'm scared yeah. the most of like to the extent. white stroller moms in like Orange yeah. County. They're the worst. But I oh, think yeah, no. that we that happened with me too, where it's like okay, there's actual like assaults on people and rape and and like you know, the Harvey Weinstein thing, but then we take it to the point where if someone like says one thing at a company party, then they get the same level of cancellation. Yeah, I hate right, that. Exactly. I hate that. Like, or there's no you go because you it's, got drunk and said something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like the guy from sex in the city, Mr. Big, I just saw that he was under fire for some sexual, sexual allegation that happened in like the 2000 that he, even the other person said like, yes, I also gave my consent, but still, like, so it's just kind of crazy, but still, <laughs> but still, yeah, uh, that's interesting. I feel like women in an in interesting position in that too. So, because because yeah. it's like you know you can't win because it's women that actually get abused and it's women that take advantage of yep yeah so it's like you ooh can't win. we you have can't controversial win. opinions you and I <laughs> I mean yeah well yeah, I mean in this day and age just, I, I mean yeah I'm just really a fan of the underdog like I told mm-hmm. you before so I'm just a really a fan of the underdog which is kind of why I like comedy because I feel like we're all underdogs in stand up yeah. yeah yeah so uh, or art in general because you do art and especially like i told you you're mad inspiring my bad for cutting you off but that shit is it your whole story you just told me inspired the fuck out of me bro like especially because we're from the midwest yeah so you know when i when i tell you that you have to where we're from you have to get a job you got to go to school or you have to uh work find somebody to work under like that's it you know what i'm Uh saying like that like there's no reality outside of that you know what i'm saying like yeah I feel dream, like yeah. I feel like today uh, it seems like everything is possible. Like yeah. if you if you're a kid in Muncie, Indiana, Indiana right now, I, it's I, like I still feel like it's not because the only reason I feel that way is because how many people around you are doing it. And I'm not saying that it's yeah. not possible, but it's not it's not as believable or you don't mm-hmm. have as much so like like you know for, like as far as me like you can in California, you can I met a dude that sold seashells down by the seashore, fam. Like in regular life, like he real life That's paid his, his bills. He found really fire seashells and would polish the shit out of them and sold them for like two, three hundred dollars yeah. at the beach and like paid yeah. his mansion with it or whatever. Uh-huh. Fuck. Yeah. Like we live in San Diego. Like it's your house a million dollars right. for a shack. Like right. And he paid his bills like that. Like you, that's not in the. You can't do that in Ohio. Okay, I do hear that. that. <laughs> I guess I mean like the younger, the younger generation right now is able to see people. I agree doing with that. that. I'm sorry yeah. about when, that. No, no, no. I agree with that. When, when, when you're, when I was growing up, like it was like the idea of moving to California wasn't real. Oh yeah, no, it, I agree with that it too. Didn't, it didn't exist because I didn't see yeah. anybody doing yeah. that. I never yeah. met one person in my entire life that had moved to California. Now. Ever. It seemed like a Beach Boys song or something. Yeah, like and, that. Now, yeah, yeah, exactly. and now it's it like, like, it's like you, you rich. Can, yeah. You can find all kinds of ways and, and everyone's trying to motivate and trying to be an influencer and trying to say, this is how you do it. I just read, wrote this book. Please buy it. You know? Yeah, no, uh, I agree. That kind of thing. I agree. I agree. I feel like the, 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 mainstream trends or pop cultures weren't as positive when we were younger yeah because now it's like popular or popping to be like vegan or healthy or right. or at least it's a trend and it's something you see a lot you know where before it wasn't i remember i i said this before on the show but it's like i was the first kid in my high school to have like purple jeans and i i was infinitely gay to everyone at that point you know it's like it's like oh you was bro we the midwest bro you're so gay it was gay as fuck you the midwest bro man yeah i just didn't have the the style and taste of that area that country area 
I was watching MTV. Yeah. It's like, I, I, <laughs> I was wearing a, what was it called? It was called, um, oh, I had cross colors stuff and I had like, when you say cross color, like it's like half and half. No, and no, no. Like, it was the brand cross colors. Oh, okay. Do you remember that? It looked that. like, no, it, it looked like a, uh, a railroad crossing, only it was it was an urban Yeah, yeah, thing. clothing and, line. And I just loved the styling of all <clears throat> really? of that. Really? Yeah. And, oh, I was you were just, just ahead of the game, bro. You got to remember the Midwest, yeah. certain parts, our, our fashion is like 10 years behind, 15 yeah. years behind. Yeah. 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 I would just walk around malls every Friday. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. same thing. Is like, yeah. I'm from East. the hood, so we dress totally different. So. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was there anything when you were growing up that you were like, uh-oh, I don't fit in here and I got to hide that? It's, it's yes and no. I, no, I would say I, it wasn't about hiding it. I would say I was. I figured I had a different... Uh, it was weird because at a young age, I think, so I didn't even mention at the beginning. So I have a mother who had bipolar and schizophrenia from uh, before I was born. Mm. So for like 10 years, she had a mental illness and stayed in a mental hospital majority of her adult life. Mm. Really? And uh, she went in and out the mental hospital while I was alive and stuff. So um, majority of the time I was raised by my grandma and in like uh, the house, like granny's boyfriend used to do drugs and the other family members was, was cooking drugs like so there's a lot of stuff going on at one time so yeah. the aftermath the reason i said all that is because i like uh had a uh conviction at a young age of what i wanted my life to be and how i wanted it to be yeah. and like what i wanted out of life so and i didn't consciously realize that i was like doing some visualization or like <laughs> whatever you want to call it you know or manifestation none of that yeah. shit but i was like doing that at the time so um the reason i say that is because um I didn't, I never felt like I was different to the point that I was like, oh, fuck, I got to escape everybody. Yeah. And where I was, you have to carry yourself a certain way to, uh, to, to, I guess, survive and like be social or whatever. So I was the funny dude. So when you in the hood or whatever, like a, the funny dude is cool with everybody. Yeah. So I was like the cool with everybody dude. So I never really had to like. I guess be a different person or like yeah. put a facade up or something yeah. like that. Cause everybody's like, Oh yeah, watch your funny dude. And I did sports. I found another out. I did sports. I was so cool with the athletes. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of found a way to, you know, be around and not necessarily be in everything. Cause like my, you know, I got family members that's part of different th stuff. And so I saw it at a young age and I was like, you know, I'm a, I literally saw all my family and everything. I was like, I'm gonna do the opposite of that. Yeah. yeah. And then that was like, literally like that was it. Yeah. Um, so no to answer that question like my school also used to have four riots a year like if you like Jeez. basketballs and like trash cans flying in really <laughs> yeah really yeah they used to like punch the the principals we had four principals so they had one four principal principals one, at a school? One, one for each riot for each yeah <laughs> it was one principal per per class so because you know what i'm saying because it was it was crazy like the schools was wild so, so it's a principal for freshmen's as a principal for wow. freshmen, sophomore, juniors. I can't imagine that. You're sent to the principal. To, like, which one? Yeah, they, they put punched the principal. My Jesus. my middle school principal got shot at at a stop sign <laughs> in middle school. By a, by a student? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't nobody know, but I assume so. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so you can imagine it was like a different, yeah. you know, a different type of uh, carrying yourself, I guess. Good. <laughs> gracious so, yeah so so no but it's interesting to hear y'all say that because to me it doesn't seem like out of the ordinary until you go somewhere else and they're like yo that's shit crazy <laughs> yeah like, yeah to me that's like you know regular life i guess or at least for a while it was yeah obviously i've lived there for like t 10 years now but 
Now, did you, while you were in school, did you visit your mom, like, at the hospital? Yeah, yeah, it, all the time. I so so it was an in and out thing. So she'd be in for, like, uh, so so she had bipolar schizophrenia. So she had to take medicine for the rest of her life. Um, and if she didn't take medicine or if she um, got too stressed, then she would uh, relapse. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess you would call it bipolarism. She would be, like, a different person or whatever. Mm. And then until it's a chemical imbalance in your brain so she would go in a mental hospital for about year two years on average oh my gosh i think you're gonna say like a yeah. week or something you know, until it's like two years and then um that's usually around that time then she'll be they get her balanced with the chemicals and then she'll be out wow and uh but she was real motivating so you know i don't want to end up like a, no. make a negative but or like you know sad she um was a professional student so my mother had four degrees so every time she would go to she would go to school she would get sick she would fail all her classes get out go do the same classes get straight A's. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So like every time. So and that happened a couple of times. So she had four degrees by the time she passed away. So I was like, you know, it, it was like super motivating. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So I can imagine growing up though, that's probably a lot to deal with as a student and Gosh, you know, not so, knowing that actually what, just got yeah. me really sad to be honest. That's why I said I didn't want to make it sad. It got me really sad because I thought like you've got that that was a really good um description of like almost feeling trapped in your own brain mm-hmm. of being like i have the capability of this i have the capacity to do this right She's exactly but i yeah. have this thing that's like holding me back that's making exactly. me fail and then her going like no i'm gonna fucking do this it's the ultimate underdog story yeah oh. yeah huh this is like the ultimate like you know what i'm saying like against all odds type of sure, story sure. yeah 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 so you gotta like, write a book about her oh 100 i mean that's that, already I, happening I, I mean that authentically yeah that's already happening that's yeah. awesome I thank you like for that i didn't think about just her having a book but yeah i'm doing it it's now. a good story i mean that yeah. story i mean even if yeah you know what actually no don't you i'm gonna write i'm gonna write, I'm gonna write. <laughs> Next week yeah, exactly. i just took a new project on. All of a sudden, that's no, fine, his mom is a professional student and like, <laughs> but your life has probably led you to like probably have a lot of compassion for other people's things i, I think so and that's kind of why i think that i I have like a weird empathy, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's and it's interesting because it's like on the, because again at the same time, you, I mean, I'm, you know, we're humans and I'm a man, I'm a black man, and like so you have all these other, I guess, labels that give you a certain consciousness or, you know, how we're defined by our personality and sure, our habits. Sure. So I still got all those things, but I still have like that, and understanding of compassion and uh, connection, which I think ended up making me be want want to be a comedian because because of all of that negativity that I just explained to y'all I only had like positive left in me or I mm-hmm. guess I not left in me but like positive to that I it was so much of that that I wanted to do the opposite of that like I said yeah. and like you know when you're young like your brain can only comprehend in like the most simplest form sure. so it was like um so like when my mother being going through that i was like my mom just sick so she you know she's gonna get better so same same type of concept i was like i got all this negative i'm gonna just make sure everybody around me in my environment's positive so I, it's not gonna be like that yeah and then i think that's what led me to doing i uh i went to ball state before i went to ball state i watched uh american pie beta house two weeks before <laughs> that and i was like fuck I'm finna be the black stifler. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so I threw parties, and I threw the biggest college parties in Indiana for about two, three years. Really? You know, Indiana's Indiana's a college state. I threw them for four years, but they was the biggest probably for like two years. So you know, Indiana's is a college state. So we got Purdue. I went to Ball State, and all these are like D1 big colleges. So Purdue, Notre Dame, Ball State, 
Um, I guess, and then we had IUPUI and whatever. Indiana University is like sixty thousand, so I would throw parties at Ball State, and then I would throw them at different places. Wow! And that's how I paid for my college tuition, and I used to give Granny money to pay her bills and stuff. So that's kind of how wow. I did that. So people would and just that, roll in and give you money and be like, "We're here to party." Yeah, well, it's cold, so it's different in the Midwest. Uh-huh. So like, it ain't shit to do in the winter. Yeah. So oh, you know, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. when it's snowing for like you know two three months, so they're called venue parties. You buy a, you buy the building. And I'll use my, you know, you get a, the money from college, your FAFSA money, and I just would flip it and do that. So I, I got cool with the security guards. I met the security guards, networked with them. At the venue, I had all the lights. My friend was the DJ, and I would just put it together. And I'm like 18, 19. But Dang. that's so cool. Yeah, so I went to Ball State. So this is how I became a comedian because at Ball State, I would do them at everybody. I would do them at different people's houses. So I would go, so you didn't get called by the police was the goal. So I would go to every house on the on the street, and they're mostly college students. So I'd be like, "Hey, can I have a party at your house? Third floor, we do the biggest parties." They'd be like, "Nope." I'm like, "All right, cool. Go to the <laughs> next house. Hey, can I go th- do the biggest parties? Third floor, can I throw a party? Nope. Go to the next house. Hey, can I whoop whoop? And then when I was on campus, when I would have the parties, I'd make flyers and I'd be like, "Hey, man, I'm Walter. I throw the biggest parties and blah blah blah. Hey, you should come to this party. I throw the biggest parties in. So you do that." Um, the aftermath of that is I became really social or really good yeah, at being social. Yeah. Uh, my friend was head of the university activities, whatever the fuck. And they was like, it's a fucking open mic. You funny as hell. We're going to sign you up. And at the time I threw the parties and I got flunked out of college. So I flunked out of Ball State. I was going to the community college so I can get back in. And I used my friend. Let me use his uh student ID, which is like why opportunity and and timing is everything so uh my friend was head of the university thing my friend let me use his his student id i did the open mic and everybody that came there came to see me pretty much because i was popular from doing the party yeah and it was only two other people the host was trash my other friend named uh jordan no Derek fisher He's like a real buff white dude, which is hilarious because Derek Fisher is like an NBA player on the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, not that Derek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was me. And then I did it. And everybody was like, yo, that shit was amazing. And I just told like some random stories about Gary. And I was like, you should keep doing that. And then from all of the culmination of everything that I did beforehand, mm-hmm. I was really good at performing then. And then I just kept doing it. Met some people. We did a show every Tuesday. I helped them bring it back. And then I started... Um, carpooling and in indiana is different so you gotta go an hour and a half to purdue to do an open mic for five minutes and drive an hour and a half back yeah then the next day you gotta go 45 minutes to indianapolis 45 minutes back on thursday you gotta go to indiana university which is two two and a half hours and then drive back so every day we drive in four five six hours to go do five minutes of stand in the open mics yeah and then yeah and then after a year of that I was bombing horribly, which is the reason I told y'all about this because I know you want the bombing story. Yeah, I like that shit. Yeah, <laughs> I love how you like get to the part where you, you didn't fail. Roll your eyes, yes. but you're smiling. Yeah. No, on the car right here, I was like, "No, you gotta have bad moments." Sure. No, yeah. yes, no, we do. Yeah, I told yeah. them we like to have a shit show. Of course, I feel like we've been talking about me too much. Okay, okay. So what? You're like the, our literal guest. Wait, really quick. Do you have any moments, any crazy party <laughs> college moments that stand out? Like, uh, for example, I'll give you one of mine. Like in Syracuse, we one time we just on a whim rented a hot tub and then we had a hot tub delivered like to our front lawn. That's fire. And I remember just being like, 
there was just I think ten of us pitched in, and all of a sudden y'all we had, had a money. hot tub and like yeah, y'all had money. Yeah, we, it, it was it was ten of us, and we all pitched in two dollars to drink dark eyes out of a gallon plastic <laughs> bottle and down it before we walked in the party. He's like, we was broke. I listen, we was not. Yeah, we, didn't, we, we had a hot tub. Yeah, we had no. We didn't do that. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't even know. I guess the only other one. I'm trying to think of something that like don't incriminate nobody or nothing. Like, right, uh, that's like, always the hard one. Yeah, just the fun ones. Like we would just take like blue paint and just throw it all over the floor. All the no, we didn't do that. All of mine got to do with like women and stuff. Like, I don't got no. <laughs> Come on, I was just your... a crazy just dude. Pure debauchery. Yeah, I was just crazy. I was just wild. Let me say it like this. I learned because I started going to therapy and shit. Like and later that I was trying to fill in the void of not having my mother around. Sure. So I tried yeah. to fill in there with a lot of women around. Yeah. Sure, so sure. Let, let's say it on a positive note. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I tried to fill a lot of women around. Yeah. <laughs> I um it was one time, okay, I had a girlfriend and she lived on the floor under me. And then I had this other woman that I was very interested uh. in in my room. And my girlfriend walked in my room and was like okay hey and then grab something and then just walked out <laughs> and i was like oh shit and, oh, and that, that was it that was the end of it oh yeah no that was the end of it but that's just that was just a crazy moment that, <laughs> that is crazy um i'm trying to think of something funny let me see um we had a lot of crazy like, oh, like your worst moment it's like oh no no then we all started dating the yeah, yeah exactly was, yeah, yeah no no like, i wouldn't like that trust me no nah, black no nah, we no nah, black women ain't in that like that dude. <laughs> She wanted oh to beat my ass. She was from Michigan. So she oh, to, yeah, oh. she wanted to beat my ass. The white women activists are into it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. So okay. So okay, yeah, so, so into bombing. So okay, yes, into bombing. When I started doing comedy, I uh, so when I first did it, I was I was like hey, I was decent, right? And and I had a. Uh, I call it home field advantage and beginner's luck. So everybody has beginner's luck and they don't tell you about that. Like first time you do something, everybody going to show up, everybody going to support you or you're going to do good a little bit or whatever. Yeah. Yep. And so I was like, yeah, I'm pretty good at this. So then I did it in, in Muncie again. And again, I throw parties in Ball State. So everybody right. kind of know me. So home field advantage. So then I went to Indianapolis. My friend was like, do this show in Indianapolis. Now this is black folk. Now this is now I know you. I don't know if you've done black rooms, but black people are really unforgiving. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. white people, are at least a white crowds and audiences stand up will give you like pity claps. They're like ah oh, yeah. Like white people like clever stuff, like witty stuff. Uh-huh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, kind of yeah, like totally. if you make people think they're like oh okay I like it whatever. Like you know like niggas you gotta be funny. Like you gotta be. Uh, you gotta be funny, man. You gotta be boisterous or like, you know, or something like that. Like, you gotta be, you gotta be hilarious or you gotta. I don't want to say hilarious, but you gotta bring it authentic. That's the difference. Authentic. You have to be authentic. Mm. Like, you won't you, just you get can't, a pass. You can't be a caricature or, you know how like young comedians are a version of themselves being a comedian yeah. instead of being themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like people pick up on that. So like, especially black folks, we like, man, what the fuck is this? Like, so um. Now, it was my first all black room or my first room. kind of Yeah, all black room, pretty much. And it's, you know, uh, kind of hood, more hood people. And um, it's in Indianapolis and I go first. And actually, we picked straws <laughs> and I picked the shortest straw. So oh. I had to go first. So it wasn't like they made me go first. And then uh, I went up there and I used all the same material that I've been using for. I probably doing comedy for like two, three months at the time, yeah. two, three, four months. And everybody was just up there like, what the fuck? And, it, huh? and black folk talk to you. Like, get your ass off the stage, fam. 
And I said, I, f- I had some real hacky shit at the time. I was like, crackheads and Gary do this. They're like, what the fuck is he talking about, fam? Get him off stage. And and uh, and they just look. Did they have like their arms crossed to her? Yeah, kinda... yeah, kind of like that. And then black folk, you know, like I said, black folk don't care. So like, it's, a, it's way funnier than this dude. What the fuck? Like, and then I, it was funny because all my friends, because it's like my first time doing a show away, and it was right. like a big thing. So I had like ten of my friends there. So we was all like, yeah. And then after I got off stage, I kind of just sat next to them, like, and we all was like, "Fuck, it's probably time to leave." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so oh. embarrassing. So, How yeah. long was your set? I don't even remember to be honest. It had to be ten minutes or something, oh. like eight to ten minutes or something like ten that. Ten minutes of-, of silence, of like crickets and like heckling and yeah and oh. you know when you're young you don't know how to handle none of that yeah. so i just crumbled i crumbled like i'm like a fucking homework fam i was just over with and uh Man. i love the thought of someone saying to you as you're on stage like i can do better than this yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, i do way better than this that's trash i think like i said earlier that's that's the similarity between you know drawing again it's very different but the drawing characters live and having people walk behind you and go that doesn't even look like that person or you're not a good yeah. artist they'll say it whatever's is the on thing. their mind like, like yeah. they don't understand how ears work you know it is the same thing it, i feel like any type of art or anything that's not uh, a necessarily a service or a product mm-hmm. is like a, I guess yeah anything that's not like a, tr- a transactional product or whatever like that yeah. it's it's open to interpretation you know what I'm saying and that's just like yeah. the the pro the blessing and the curse of what we do you know like what yeah so then like was your would it take away from that be to change I mean obviously yes we change sometimes you can change your set depending on what the crowd would be but like did you learn anything that night that then like the next time changed anything? Cause it's, uh, it is no. weird when, no, no okay, I didn't yeah, learn yeah. that. I was too, I was too okay, young to no. learn that. I was like, that they ass uh, stupid. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I didn't say yeah. that. No, no I'm with you. Cause sometimes it's like, if you have six minutes or seven minutes or eight minutes that work somewhere and then it's like, okay, that didn't work, but I'm still going to do it the next night. And, exactly. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. no. And I'm joking. Totally. I actually did learn. I learned that like, like I learned that what I just said, that is different crowds take different jokes different uh-huh. i learned you got to be malleable is what mm-hmm. i learned yeah you got to be malleable because there's yeah. so many variables and that's the first time where variables came into my awareness like the microphone yeah. or like the lighting or like the audience or like who's before you or the host or yeah. um the time the show started or the day of the week or if yeah. it's a holiday you know what i'm saying so i didn't all of that, I was I was naive to all of that until that moment. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's it, what, yeah, that's hilarious. And then not too long ago, after that, I uh, it happened to me again. Except it was the opposite. It was like all white people, and I was in Crawfordsville, Indiana, which is so Muncie's and buttfuck nowhere. Crawfordsville is like <laughs> like for real. Like there's no niggas for miles. Like, uh. like like 50, 60, 100 miles. Do they have a sign that says that? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. It how says there are no niggas to fuck. <laughs> It's same thing, completely. Really, <laughs> same thing, complete. And and I was, uh, I forgot how I got on that show. It was like a, and I felt really good about it because it was some, um, some dudes on a tour. And you know when you first start, or at least when you're from a small town, and you first start. That was a big thing. Like don't nobody come from on tour to Indiana, or at least to me, I didn't. You know, so I was like, oh shit, I'm finna perform, and these dudes on tour, and like. Yeah. now when i think about it and i'm not knocking these dudes and like or knocking my guy but like it was like a tour at like a bar and and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where the fuck we was at what did i just say the name was crawfordsville, crawfordsville indiana yes yeah, so it's yeah. like like a packed house is like 50 people and yeah, like this yeah. little hick bar like so yeah. 
but I'm not knocking him though, because he's on tour. But but in my brain, it was the biggest thing on earth, is what I'm saying. Like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I was like, sure. oh fuck, I'm finna do this too over this tour. And I go there and I see the town, and it's like one of them, it's like shit looks like the old saloon, wild, wild west <laughs> <Yeah>. type <laughs> shit. Like it's Wow, wow, wow. Everyone's heads heads turn around. Th- that in. actually did happen. Yeah. Really? I walk in there, but I was like, <laughs> and like it's like when the music stopped, like skip. <laughs> Except it was like a country music song. <laughs> I walked in. It was like, what in the tar nigger is this? <laughs> it's not adjusting their overalls to get more aerodynamic. <laughs> it's like, damn, this is going to be a it's gonna be a, a, a party. Oh, Luckily, man. I knew how to square dance and circle dance, so that's did, another story. Did you talk about the crackheads then? And did you do the same, same shit? Set? Yeah, 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 it. yeah, oh, yeah. Same thing. Great. But you got to remember, I don't have a comprehension of like you know. I'm I'm thinking it's just I'm just up there doing it, killing it. Yeah. I knew I wasn't killing it. Let me say it like that. I wasn't like one of the people that was like I'm the best ever. And like you you try. I knew I wasn't doing that good, but I was just trying, you know. You yeah. just don't know. Yeah. But I knew it wasn't that good. But um I did it and I was doing my little thing and I'm talking about Gary and it wasn't the same reaction. It was more so they got really scared. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I didn't I didn't give you the prerequisites. So Indiana, I mean Gary, like I told you, is the, the mm. murder capital, whatever. So yeah. like the rest of Indiana is like it's like a stigma if you say you're from Gary. Like everybody's like, oh fuck, and like hide from you. Uh, yeah, stuff. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like when I said I'm from Gary, it was like, oh, it's more like we gasp. Better, we better laugh or he'll kill us. Yeah, exactly. Or they were just like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> like it was more like that. And that was another super learning moment, bombing moment. Like yeah, spot. And that was like 15 minutes of like ass. Hand so it to me. let me ask you, you had that comic uh, give you some advice and you were just, you took some of it, but obviously you weren't ready on, on some other level. Oh, a hundred percent. So what would you tell a young comic now? Like, what mm. would you tell somebody? What, what would be the advice you'd give? Would you give that advice or something different? As far as just being a comedian, it's just any type of advice. Okay. Um, I, can I say three things, two, three yes, things? Yes. Okay. Please. All right. The first one is. Um, look at it like stacking sheets of paper. When you got the first two or three sheets, it's not going to weigh anything. But by the time you get to a thousand, you can smash whatever you want to. Oh, that's so really good. So look at it like that. I like okay. that. Okay. Um, the second thing is change from being yourself oriented money oriented and become people oriented because at the end of the day people are going to be people are going to make you or break you so when you become people oriented the money and opportunities come right whereas if you money oriented people will will go away from you and it's something that's always uh you're going to be chasing whereas when you're people oriented you become fulfilled because we all are trying to it's a a a human thing about giving and uh, yeah um, and then the last one is um, write every day. I think that's probably the easiest thing. Write every day. And it's it sounds so simple and, and like whatever, but it's so hard to do. Yeah, it's hard to do anything every day. It's yeah. hard to do anything every day that you wake up. 
every day that you wake up. Sometimes it's just hard for me to wake up every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, all every of those day. things that you just said uh, work with anybody. They yeah. don't just work with comedians, which is yeah. nice. So yeah, exactly. Good, good life advice. And I think it's yeah, exactly. And and I got that. So I'm I'm really big into personal development. Like I want to be a motivational speaker in the far future. Mm. And like so I've read because I was like homeless and going through all that stuff, I read like as of right now i was on the bus so i ride the bus five eight hours a day uh i've read like 60 70 personal development books so far Jesus. like you know so i'm really into personal development and and comedy books too so i've read like all the every autobiography i've listened to or read so like mm-hmm. all of them like yeah. what's one that you would recommend um it's two born standing up but the number one that i recommend is kevin hart's book it's like the it's like the best book i've ever read on stand-up like he gives the formula of how he became the number one comedian on earth and it's so weird to me because i understand it and i look at other people and i'm like how do you not understand it okay this is another piece of advice it's about show business please understand it's about show business you have to have the show (laughs) And these are the okay. So it's a uh, it, you probably know this because you do some like you produce a show. It is ten thousand comedians that are funny as fuck that you've never heard of mm-hmm. that actually perform and headline and travel the country. They got the show. They don't got the business. It's a lot of comedians that are doing things that are moving around that aren't that funny, or don't last sure. that long. Sure. They don't have longevity. They got the show. They don't or they got the business. They don't got the show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's a it's a double it's show business. You gotta work on your craft every day, every day, like every day. Work on it, become better at it. You can reward yourself and take a break sometimes, but every day. And then the business aspect: be professional, show up on time, be friendly, be people oriented, it's, be kind, be genuine, um, uh, give give value before you ask for something you know what i'm yeah. saying like uh, it's funny uh it's great advice it mm-hmm, really, really is nice. and i agree with it um it's funny that it, even though that advice is is great it's almost impossible to teach any of that you can hear that message but it has to be authentic it has to come from you like when people are like well how did you get where you are i'm like i would just did i don't even know yeah. how to tell you that yeah because you know, it's annoying. It, it, it's like a being. It's yeah, like yeah. annoying. Like you see it and you're like, oh, believe. Oh, that's it right there. Yeah, Like all my failures, all my little <sighs> moments that I went this way instead of that way. All the little mistakes I made created the version of me that now understands that you treat people with respect. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't something that, of course, my parents was like, be respectful. But like you, you earn that by by doing and failing sometimes. Yeah. And, and, and the way I look at that really simple um, is the the I think it's the second agreement from Don Miguel Ruiz with the four the agreements. Four agreements, I love that. It's like um um don't take anything personally. So I think that like you said, yeah. you can't teach that to everybody. Some people is gonna click, some people is not. Sure, that's just at the end of the day, not yep. everybody can do everything, and you gotta allow people humans to be human, and that takes a lot of stress off mine. Yeah, because like at the end of the day, like you said, you I can you can say a million times you need to be kind to people, you need to be yeah. treat people respectfully, or like be be good in business. But at the end of the day, people is are deceitful, evil, shitty, yeah, backstabbing, yeah. So yeah, yeah. so I agree. yeah. Wow, I, agree. I feel I, motive. Okay, wait, tell us about your podcast. 
Oh, yeah. So it's called the Activated Podcast. Check us out. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, uh, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. And is it to, is it to get us activated to be our best selves? Yes. If so it's not, that should be the... <laughs> that's the slogan right if there. If not, change it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If not, <laughs> hire me as your slogan person. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So it's about activism, uh, positivity, and making a change in the world. And I add a little comedy to it as well. Ooh. Okay. And if people are listening and they're like, I want to check it out. Do you have one episode that you want us to start on or just like pick up right right now yeah i got a i got an episode i like i mean and and this is an older episode look up jaleesa johnson it's our i, I don't know the number of the episodes because we like on our fifth season so it's like 500 some, or not 500 some episodes but it's like a nice amount of episodes but look up the episode with jaleesa johnson she um she um was part of a she co-starred on a podcast called Murder She. Oh, the Muller She wrote. Muller She wrote. Oh, and oh, that one so won she, the big award. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a huge podcast. Yeah, yeah. no, that, yeah, I know, right? And like, Jaleesa's like my, re- she's like one of my really good friends. And then like, that's awesome. I was like, yo, you know that you like get a million listens a episode? Yeah. But like, you yeah. realize that you're like mad famous, like. Uh, but yeah, but it was really informal because you know she's black and she's a LGBTQ. and like it's just really informal and like Anna, you know, and a woman, excuse uh-huh. me. So she like. It's really insightful, really impactful, and uh, it, she cites sources, and it's like really informational, okay, and yay. motivational too. That's I love great. that. That's Definitely awesome. gonna check yeah. that out. Yeah, yeah. And and then uh, where can people find you and go see you and laugh and not just sit there with their arms crossed? Yes, uh, I'm real Walter Ford on all platforms: Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Farmers Only. Um, <laughs> Farmers Only. <laughs> just and wait, are you for the ladies? Are you single? Yeah, no, I'm single. Yeah, you I'm ready? single. But you're not going to cheat on them like you did with your college. Yeah, girlfriend. no, that no, we passed that now. We passed that now. Okay. No, yeah, I'm trying. We trying to get a wife, hold it down. Trying to, for, for real, trying, trying to be to, focused. You're trying to cuff someone. Yes, yeah, cuffing season. I'm trying to be focused. Yeah, the, the coronavirus. I was like, I need my wife tomorrow. Like, I need to fucking. <laughs> yeah, can't that's be, true, huh? I can't be kissing around, getting this Omicron off yeah. your t- upper lip, girl. I need to. I need to find out what you're doing. We in San Diego. Yeah. It's a lot of friendly people. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful people. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. look too good to be in the house by themselves. <laughs> so they y'all know what's going on. You need to be in like a five year uh, relationship like me, because we don't exchange any fluids or anything. I'm we dead. We're barely we're six feet apart at all times. So yeah. <laughs> they took it they took it serious. Yeah, yeah exactly. We social apart. distance all the time. It's like if you love them, you'll you'll <laughs> you'll distance. Yeah. yeah, if you love them, you'll distance. Oh, I love so them. funny. Yay. Hey okay. man, thanks for being Thank here. You. You're awesome. Thank you guys we for letting me luck. be here. This is one of the most fun podcasts I've done. Yeah. yeah. Woo. <laughs> um uh, thank you everybody that listen to this podcast make sure y'all stay tuned and follow them everywhere you can follow subscribe oh my gosh oh, wow. I did love you do it. a plug for us I did to our you're welcome thanks <laughs> <laughs> I love it I'm, I'm out of here <laughs> oh my gosh boop <laughs> wow that was so much fun wait Yes. In full disclosure. Yes, disclose. We're recording this part a little bit after we talk to the great Walter. Yes. Who I love so much. Yes. And as you have heard before from a recent episode, I got hacked. We all know about that. Yes. And of the people that were messaging my hacker, I was reading the messages that Walter was sending my hacker and yeah. crying, laughing. He was writing to him saying, or him or her, whoever the hacker is, equal opportunities. He was writing saying like, you're a whole bitch fam. <laughs> and like all these things of like, you know, like honestly cursing, saying words I can't even write or say out really? loud and stuff. Yeah. And saying just like 
so mean and insulting, but almost in like such a funny way to my hacker. And I felt like I was re I was catching up on reading and like this hat, my hacker and Walter were like going back and forth and, and my friend Clarion did the same thing. Clarion was awesome too. Clarion I was, was, was like, able to get in was like read. bitch, yeah. this is not Meryl. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. And I was like, wow, he sent it, he sent it to me. Oh, and I was my like, little oh, vigilantes. I love yeah, it. And the fact like, that no. Walter really wrote like, you're a whole bitch fam. That's amazing. Okay. So anyway, I already had love for Walter. Now, three weeks later, it's even more. Thanks, Walter. Yes. It was great talking to Walter. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Check him out. And uh, until next time, I don't know what else to say. Until that, like, next time, you're a whole bitch fam. Yeah. You're a whole bitch fam. Does it sound natural when I say it? It can't sound less natural. <laughs> this episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director, me, PB and J. If you've got a question or you want to be the next camper of the week, email us at campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Meryl on Instagram at Campfire Shit Show, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry. We'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show.